Jones, 30, 35, 40, east of midfield, and then every catch. The Show Me Your News Network proudly presents Down the Sidelines. And now, representing the Michigan Wolverines and the West Virginia Mountaineers, you may know them as Yoko and I'm a Beast, it's Peter Stasia and Joel Orndorff. Welcome back to the Gridiron. I'm Peter. And I'm Joel. And Down the Sidelines is the sports podcast that debates and predicts the latest in the athletic world. We are part of the Show Me News Network, and this is the 32nd episode of the podcast on June 20th, 2013. Well, there is a lot going on. This is the last episode of Down the Sidelines where we're going to be talking about the big summer playoffs. Mm-hmm. Being the NBA and the NHL, I mean, in a couple of weeks' time, they're going to be all wrapped up. In fact, tonight is the big NBA Finals Game 7, and you know we're going to be talking about that one and making oh, our predictions yeah. before we get to watching that. And of course, we'll also talk Stanley Cup Finals, and we're going to start the Red Zone soon with a very strange NFL story, and not exactly one that most people would have suspected, but how are you, Joel? Oh, I'm good. Um, you know, just a really warm day today outside. Um, and uh, I don't know, the other day I thought was a lot more, uh, you know, breezy and enjoyable outside. I'm not like one for the extremely hot days. So, but I've been outside like working on some stuff out there. So, <sighs> kind of exhausted. <laughs> I'm hoping it doesn't get warm here. I mean, I'm going to be entering a week where I'm just, you know, slammed at work, and we're doing mm-hmm. our uh, yearly media event where we show, you know, the journalists uh, about, you know, what we're kind of doing as a company throughout the rest of the year. Stuff that's mm-hmm. embargoed until September. And I remember last year when I was an intern. Yeah, it's it's done out in the middle of the field at you know Chrysler's Proving Grounds, which is you know, kind of cool, but it's it's just empty and open to you know heat and sun if it's there and last year it was you know 98 99 100 like it was awful uh so i'm hoping there's no repetition of that this year (laughs) oh man i'll just keep my fingers crossed on that one uh as far as sports goes you just yeah it's these playoffs and i think i mean baseball we're gonna get into it when once those are over but yeah we're going to hit that summer lull really soon, and we're just going to wait for the NFL and for college football. Mm. In college football, the NCAA Football 14 demo yeah. came out recently. I still got to give that one a try. The game is out in a few weeks. Yeah, but but seriously, like, what is it actually going to look like when we play it? That's a good question. Because we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is the uh, the first game in the NCAA franchises using the like the real time physics, the Infinity Engine, from last year's Madden game. So uh, there's some potential there. Yeah. Um, it's not going to be on next gen systems, so mm-hmm. that's the unfortunate thing there. Um, nah, I mean, it's going to be very interesting to see how those sports games look on the uh, the next gen platforms because you're right, we we don't know. Yeah. How that's... how those all look. <laughs> Little, anyway, a little surprise, but no. yeah, yeah, no, this is true. But let's get into the red zone here. I mean, we could talk about video games on the SMYN network here, you know, all day, every day. But it's uh, sports time here, and the NFL story here uh, centers around the New England Patriots tight end Aaron Hernandez. And I'll, I'll tell you, the Patriots are having their tight end struggles. 
yeah. right now. You think like that was the one big thing they had going for them, you know, aside from Tom Brady being a you know as solid of a franchise quarterback as it gets. You know, you have two weapons at the tight end position, which is being used more in the pro game. But you have Rob Gronkowski, who it seems like he's getting operations every couple months, whether it's on his forearm or his forearm again, and now his back. And then he probably still goes out and parties and acts all rambunctious. But now Aaron Hernandez, I mean, Joel, what's what's happening here? Well, um, he, he, basically, you know, he's kind of part of an investigation. Um, they, you know, the police won't come right out and say, you know, what they expect in front of the media, obviously, and then... But there's definitely something going on here, and uh, it's it's hard once you once you look at everything that the police reveals as part of this investigation that's going on. Um, it's how it's, I mean, it's hard to see that you know him not being a real, you know, probably high up on their suspect list. It's, it's just, an investigation uh, for murder. I mean, yeah, you got to put that, it right I mean, out It's there. not just for murder. Not anything. like anything. Yeah. It's and especially you know the way that they've found the body um you know suspect suspecting like you know basically execution style murder mm-hmm. that's really uh you know tough to hear about and see and everything and uh i mean this is really serious mm-hmm. <laughs> i and it just it really surprised me the other day and i you know i didn't even know about his uh, apparently you know prior conflicts with people when he was down in florida yeah and um it just kind of i don't know the the more i look through it you know the the police are saying that uh the well the body of uh, a 27 year old Odin lloyd was found um and i believe it was close to his house Mm -hmm. there where he lives and um so you know the police obviously doing what they do for most investigations, like scanning the area, going to different homes and asking, trying to find out who he is and everything. Um, apparently, um, when they were questioning um, Aaron, they found out that he had uh, destroyed his home security system and destroyed his cell phone. Um, Not suspicious at all. No, and then oh, you know. Have a cleaning crew come over, you know, the day prior, as well. Um, I don't know it's just all very questionable uh, stuff to be happening when there is a murder somewhere nearby. Not to mention the fact that you know his rental car was found uh, close to where the body is, and he is actually in a way related to this person. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's kind of a extended sort of situation i'm trying to find the paragraph where exactly that is but it involves like uh, the the sister yeah the sister of the mother of his daughter so probably like an ex-wife or something like that mm-hmm. and it's that's the strange yeah i mean this guy's young he's younger than us He's what yeah, 23, 23. something like that. Uh, so I mean, you know, and he's you know one of the really good young tight ends in the game. Mm, yeah. um, I mean, he was a real steal 
that they got that you know um it's it just kind of shocking to hear you know you don't know what people are involved in either i mean that's the other thing you could you could go on for days questioning like you know if he is part of this why it happened but uh well apparently like he used i I was hearing some of this on the radio today like he apparently used to run with gangs before like he became you know a division one scholarship athlete Mm -hmm. like once that happens like you put that stuff behind you like you you live a different life now like what are you doing as a professional athlete getting involved with this stuff. It's like when athletes like you know do comfort drunk driving stuff. Like you are a professional athlete, you make so much money, have someone else drive for you, make yeah. better decisions. Here it is. So in the article it says, "Please say Lloyd, the victim, was mm-hmm. dating the sister of the mother of Hernandez's daughter." So yes. yeah, it's an ex. Very tangentially related in a way but i mean Um, that the the fact that there's that coincidence there means that they probably know each other pretty well mm -hmm. yeah in some way there is so much smoke here and we just haven't seen the fire Mm -hmm. and and that's kind of what's what's troubling Uh, we make the play here for a predictive element of the show how will this situation be resolved i don't see this ending well no, I like I, I I think regardless of how the investigation kind of turns, I I don't see how at this point uh, he doesn't know anything. Like I mean, even if he's not the one that you know did this act, I have a feeling he probably knows who did. I guess stranger things have happened. Yeah. Cough, Manti Teo, cough. Mm-hmm. But this seems too suspicious. Yeah, I mean, and, and and someone's gone now. You know, that's yeah, it's it's murder. I mean, it's really serious. And and I I just don't see how he doesn't know anything. I mean, regardless of how he's involved, I just think he's got to know something. So he's probably going to be part of the investigation. Yeah, I'd I mean, say. you watch you know NFL shows like you know on NFL Network right now. They're saying like you know the story is like it was changing by the minute. So, I mean, it was certainly worth a mention on this show, and you know, we can kind of just look at what's happening now, what we know right now, and make guesses based off of that. But of course, it, it could change. Yeah, you know, constantly. I mean, you, I, that, that would be like one uh, crazy coincidence. All that stuff. Yeah, I I just. Um, maybe he's just having the worst luck ever. I, I really don't know, but um, let's you know, let's hope at least for the investigation's sake that it gets solved. Like, yeah. they, like they figure something out. Yeah, have the justice system run its course. Mm-hmm. I mean, from a football perspective, you can't feel too badly for the Patriots in a way because history kind of dictates that. Oh, they'll they'll draft well and yeah. they'll backfill with players that. You know, don't cost them too much, but end up you know playing very well because they scout well. And yeah, they usually players, yeah so. they usually scout well enough that uh, they find someone who fits this the, you know what they're doing, um, offensively and defensively. Uh, they've they've taken players from places who you really haven't even heard of before and turned them into at least household names around the Boston area. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, guys nobody, that, nobody who, knew that, the name of Danny Woodhead. Yeah, so. I was going to say, guys who didn't even start in college, you know, probably didn't even start in high school, and they're superstars in there. So yeah, they'll, they'll make it work. They'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure they're already planning for, you know, not to have him for a while, at least. Well, yeah, you got to have those contingency plans, like always. So... Anyway, the 10-yard line story here shifts to hockey. You know, in the last, you know, hockey story we'll be covering for the season because the playoffs, they're, you know, they're in progress. The Stanley Cup Finals. Chicago ties the series up at 2 yesterday in Game 4 with a wild 6-5 to five overtime game. Yeah. That crazy. And that was, you know, coming off of a Tuka Rask shutout where you know, Boston looked like they could have, you know, taken that game with a commanding 3-1 lead. But, you know, Chicago gets the jump with some early goals. Yep. Kane and Taves step up for them. And Taves had been silent with, you know, no points in that series. Uh, You know, the only disconcerting thing for Chicago, I think, is, you know, Crawford did not play well. So Mm -hmm. this is a game that was, in a way, kind of a toss-up. And while, you know, Chicago has home ice again, home ice does generally help in the NHL. Uh, it, it's still you know, really a toss-up in a way. It, mm-hmm. It's going to come down to the goalies, I think. Yeah. And see, that's that's where I actually like Boston. Mm-hmm. I think um, it's like a it's like trying to throw a or trying to hit a puck at a wall. <laughs> yeah. Basically, that um, wall let up six goals yesterday. Though. Yeah, I mean, he obviously didn't play as well. Um, but I, I think, it, where I would give Chicago the edge is, um, you know, they've been down before. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were pretty much pushed as far as they could go by Detroit. Absolutely, and uh, came right back furiously. <laughs> like I did not think that could happen. Um, but, uh, so I think like, you know, their resiliency, uh, you know, kind of shows, um, again, like, you know, Boston wins a game the other night. So, you know, you could almost say, oh, well, it's looking like it's going to be over. And, uh, they came right back. I, um, I don't know, like, just because I, when I look at both teams, um, it's it's almost it's like nothing really stands out to me. Um, uh, you know, like I don't think you know Chicago all year during the regular season played pretty much like the best team that there was. Yeah. Um, and then you know, and and the playoffs kind of got surprised a little bit. I think that they let up and. I don't think they were expecting the kind of challenge they got, but uh, I don't know. I just be- then the other thing is because I watched so much more of the Penguins this year. Um, like I knew what they did, you know I knew what they did teams all years, and nobody has done what the Bruins did to them. Mm. Like I mean, they just completely shut them down. Yeah. Um, that's why I'm gonna go with the Bruins because I I think. I, I just think that they are probably the hardest working team that there is. I mean, uh, for sure. Uh, I mean, 
just completely shut him down. And I, I again, I like even after they what, were up three games, I was like, oh, the Penguins will come back and win at least one or two more. Nope. Mm, yeah. <laughs> they just completely shut the door on him. And that's the answer to you. Know, I make the play question here: Who wins the cup now? Mm-hmm. Uh, I tend to agree with you. I, I think the Bruins still have a really good chance in here. And I know some pundits are saying that, oh, the momentum's back in you know Chicago's hands. They've got the home ice. Boston has shown that they can, you know, play like the best hockey team in the league in mm-hmm. these playoffs. And when you get the hot goalie, that's really all that matters. I know, you know, Rask kind of mutt them up, but Boston was still in that game. They have enough offensive power. He's to, human. <laughs> yeah, believe it or not, they have enough offensive firepower to at least compete with any team there. Mm-hmm. And it, at least, at the very least, all these games have been very entertaining. Mm-hmm. I mean... Overtime in three of the games, aside from the you know, the game three shutout, you had the was it, was it triple overtime yeah. in game one, something like that. I think it was triple overtime in game one. I still like Boston's chances, yeah, and I think they're the easier team to root for on a national level. You know, just it's it's that kind of I, underdog mentality. No distinct star players, but they play as a team. You know, yeah. Chicago's Chicago on paper is loaded. You know, they have a better record, more stars, all of these things. But Boston just plays solid team hockey. A good kind of feel good mm. sports story yeah. out of Boston after the terrible things that happened there. That you know? too. I mean, it seems like in sports, like those kind of narratives. Yeah, I, I mean that's, that's yeah. And, you know, everybody will remember, you know, when they, after after that happened, at you know, at their game, what, you know, all the people cheering and... Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a cool moment. It was. It was. But the big news in the sports world coming in at the five-yard line story is Game 7 of the NBA Finals tonight, Heat and Spurs. Mm-hmm. The Spurs... When you're up five points with 28 seconds left in game six, and the trophy is in the building. Yes. They're getting ready for a celebration. <laughs> oh, boy. You gotta lock it up. I don't know what Greg Popovich was thinking, not having Tim Duncan out on the floor for those two <laughs> possessions where, guess what? Miami got offensive rebounds. Much less when San Antonio is missing free throws. I mean, if any narrative you can you know, learn in uh, you know must-win games, do-or-die games like the NCAA March Madness tournament, you got to make your free throws. Mm-hmm. When you start choking on those at the end of the game, it's not going to end well, most likely. No. So when you have mm-hmm. things like that, and you have the emotional high, and you it just. It crashes on you. And yeah, it's going to be a game that people talk for you know, a few years. It's you know one of the NBA Finals classic games to have it going over time like that. The clutch Ray Allen shot falling back. Oh, man. Corner. I mean, <laughs> it was really good. How much else can you ask for? Joel, I think it's interesting that 
you have some, you know, former NBA legends mm-hmm. turn commentators. Magic Johnson, Charles Barkley, mm-hmm. who are saying that it, the emotion of you know, losing that it's going to be too much for the Spurs to overcome, or that if Popovich can you know, get the Spurs to win this game seven, it'll be one of the greatest coaching moves ever. Or they just don't have enough left in the tank. I'm very surprised by that. I think yeah, if there's I, any team that's mentally tough, it's the Spurs. I think that uh, maybe that's that's uh, the commentator's way of saying um, that there's that you know no matter how like uh, much for, like mental fortitude you have, you can't get through something as you know as common as losing a game. You know, sure. They could have like shut it out, shut them out, and you know this would be over right now. But you know everybody lets up every once in a while, and they just made some really good plays. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think saying that like the Spurs don't have a chance is foolish. Yeah, I mean they almost won the whole series just the other night. So... I've also seen commentators say that you know tonight's going to be really sloppy and. You know, not as good of a game. And <laughs> how is that good advertising for? Yeah, I, I know, right? <laughs> I mean, uh, the teams are going to want it. Mm-hmm. It's a game seven. This is what you play for. And you even have you know LeBron James saying like, "Oh, I never went to college. Like, I didn't you know, do, the, do the March Madness tournaments. Like, these are the games like that I, you know, that I, I live for. I play for. You know, these, mm-hmm. you know, go home, winner go home kind of games. You know." I mean, I think they're fun to watch. That's the reason why I, you know, I don't watch much of the NBA during the regular season because there's just way too many games. But mm. I'm, you know, I watch the playoffs because, like, you know, like you said, I I like March Madness. That's time I love to watch basketball because it's all on the line. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Now I was watching Game Six and I was watching the third quarter and I went to bed and you know, just when <laughs> Spurs are going up by double digits. Yeah, and the Heat can't buy a shot in their own building, and I'm like, up oh, that that game's over, series is over, <laughs> and I go to bed because when you get older, and then I'm more of a morning person, and it doesn't mm-hmm. do well to stay up. Like I wish I could have stayed up to watch that, you know, Game Four of the Stanley Cup Finals last night, six to five in overtime. Yeah, could not mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. I saw the first two periods, the rest of it could not do it. So, I'll try to catch some of it tonight with the NBA Finals, but it's it's going to be interesting. we got to make the play here. Will the Spurs win and recover for, the, for their uh, Game 6 choke? Well, okay. I, I, think, I think tonight is going to be a close game. Mm-hmm. Either way. Um, really? The only reason that I'm picking the Heat is because of LeBron James. Yeah, I like not really any anything like not even factoring in any of the players on the other team or the players on his own team. I think that it's kind of uh, it's either you hate him or you love him because he's either going to lose the game or win the game. Yeah, <laughs> kind of thing. And I think maybe, uh, you know, if these are indeed the moments he lives for, 
that he'll kind of embrace it either way. Uh, well, there's the headband situation. He wasn't playing well, <laughs> but then his headband got knocked off, and woo, he drops 32 points. You've unlocked my secret technique. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just... I'm just you gotta go with the guy that everybody talks about all the time because mm. there's gotta be a reason that they talk about him all the time and he's, he's gotta show it tonight. Yeah. I mean There's the statistic floating out there that no NBA team has won a game seven of the NBA finals on the road. Since the 1978 Washington Bullets. Wow. So, That's awesome. The odds are in the Heat's favor tonight. I am one of those strange people who would prefer to see the Heat win. I, I just don't like the Spurs. But I do think San Antonio pulls it off tonight. All right. You think it's close? I do think it's really close. Mm. I'm going to go for what makes... For the more interesting sports narrative. Okay. And I think you know that kind of you know comeback from the game six choke would not only be better, but there is the talk of how if you know the Heat do not pull this off, that they might have to do something to break up the big three. Mm-hmm. And I think that along with this Chris Paul, Kevin Garnett, Doc Rivers, Clippers, Celtics discussion, and what will Dwight Howard do? I think you add, you know, what will happen to the big three to that mix in the NBA offseason. That is fuel for the fire. That gives NBA analysts stuff to talk about Absolutely. until next season. Mm-hmm. And, and then, you know, is it, you know, Tim Duncan, you know, could... You know, maybe play a couple more years, but does he go out on this? Does he go out on a high, you know, with a fifth ti- a fifth title? Or I would. <laughs> I mean, and that team is getting generally pretty old, so what yeah. happens with that team? Uh, you know, then is the, are the Spurs, you know, LeBron James' is, you know, big old bugaboo because he lost to them in 2007 with the Cavs, and then he would lose to them this year. I think more storylines are present with mm-hmm. a Spurs victory tonight. And the way sports works would not surprise me to see that. I'll pick the Spurs tonight, even though I want the Heat to win. So there you go. If the Heat mm-hmm. win, I, I'm more happy with that result. But uh, sports is a very fickle thing, yeah. as you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's about all we really have to talk about. I mean, other stories here... Uh, Tiger Woods isn't competing until the British Open. Mm-mm. He injured his elbow or has been playing with an injured elbow. And that would kind of mm. explain for a, a plus 13 finish at the U.S. Open. I'm telling you, he needs to stop going skiing. They're <laughs> 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 playing basketball. Oh, is, is skiing, is that what they, <laughs> they call that dating Lindsey Vaughn and <laughs> physical activity? <laughs> <laughs> um, you gotta feel bad for Phil Mickelson though, six-time runner-up at the U.S. Open, and he kind of choked too. Yeah, gotta feel gotta feel kind of <clears> bad <throat> for him there. Uh, Wimbledon is coming up soon, and Rafa Nadal is somehow fifth seed. 
<laughs> I don't know how that happens. <laughs> I mean, Djokovic, it makes sense to have him one. Murray plays very well at Wimbledon. It makes sense to have him two. Federer, I get he He's the king of Wimbledon. But three seems a little high, whatever. Yeah. David Ferrer is four. <laughs> what? And it's something with, like, the computers and their calculations. And this VCS. is where... Seriously, <laughs> this is where common sense has to take over and be like, no, that's wrong. Maybe, like, having Rafa at four is still a bit low, considering he does play rather well at Wimbledon. Yeah. But five? No. No. That's just like how I think Ferrer was technically a higher seed or just, you know, rank in the world than Nadal after Nadal beat him at the French Open. (laughs) Tennis rankings sense why you know me. And then they average that number with what your real ranking is. Yeah. Uh, congrats to USA Soccer. They are on a roll, you know, three-game winning streak, I believe, yeah. and they are—they've just about locked up a, a World Cup berth. Where this was a team that, if you look a few months earlier, that was in doubt. Yeah, um, and you know, it's kind of like you know they won that first game, and everyone was like, "Oh well, that team's missing their players," and it was a friendly match, and blah, and I was like. I don't know, guys. I'm still pretty good. And then they won another one, and people were like, okay, well, that's pretty... And I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, we probably should have lost all those games. <laughs> we are the USA. We're not that good at soccer. This is surprising. <laughs> they can make runs if, you know, if uh, you know they get hot enough. We've yeah. seen that before. I mean, it is good to see them kind of pull it together, and it'll, it'll just make for a more interesting World Cup in 2014. Mm-hmm. I, you know, every time there's more competitive USA teams, I'm sure that around the country, soccer enrollment's up at schools and stuff because it gets kids excited about it. And, uh, I mean, I don't know. I played soccer since I was, like, really young, so I've always followed it, but... we. We weren't, you know, we usually on the grand stage with the premier teams, it's really not even close. So, mm. um, I don't know. It's still really fun to watch, I think. As far as baseball standings go, who would you guess is the uh, the team with the best record in Major League Baseball? <sighs> hmm. Um... Let's see. It's not the Nationals. It's not. They're kind of they're no, one they're game under five hundred really. right now. Um, Talk about underperforming. I'm not sure. Who is it? It's the St. Louis Cardinals. Hmm. They are forty six and twenty six at this point in the season, and it's it's interesting because some some teams have just you know less games. Uh, but you have some teams with 30 losses, such as Boston, mm-hmm. uh, Atlanta, Cincinnati, and the Pittsburgh Pirates. <laughs> Although the Pirates are technically a half game back of Cincinnati, who are three games back of yeah. St. Louis in the NL Central there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Detroit Tigers are three and a half games up on Cleveland. 
you have Kansas City sitting at the middle division, you know, five games back. It's good for them. Yep. Uh, Boston with a game and a half up on Baltimore. Yankees three and a half back of Boston. Toronto is a team that's you know, another, another team that's you know game under five hundred and had a lot of expectations going in. <clears throat> uh, Houston and Miami, they're awful. That's no surprise. And uh, Arizona's doing pretty well out in the NLS there. Hmm. Oakland also, I thought, you know, it would be a bit of a down year for them compared to last year, but they're a game up on Texas at 43 and 2. I'm trying to do that team. Who's the team that everyone was predicting to be a lot better this year? Tina's going to be a lot better. Who was that? Was it the. I, Toronto made a bunch of moves. And uh, so I think people, people were picking them to win the A at least. I thought they would make a wild card at least, I thought. Mm. Who, who were you thinking of there? Yeah, it was the Blue Jays. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they made the biggest, you know, moves. They got R.A. Dickey. They got Jose Reyes. They got a lot of people, mm-hmm. especially on the pitching staff. Yeah, and it, the Angels. I think the Angels have to be the team that have underperformed the most. I mean, you could say you could argue that Washington has been a little disappointing, but the Angels to be thirty-two and forty at this point. With all the offensive powerhouses that they have, and Hamilton is struggling big time. I mean, it is a, a point on ESPN shows that he's dropped in seventh in the batting order. Just a big, big slump, and you know they might explore the possibility of trading him, and that would be a huge signing bust. Um, but yeah, I mean, you didn't think their pitching would let them down that much? No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And as far as the Tigers go. Their bullpen is a disaster zone right now. That team would have a much better record if the bullpen had and they're like four and thirteen in really close games, and the bullpen has just uh, lost a lot geez. of those games for them. It's it's really tough to watch as a fan. And they had a closer at the start of the year, then he didn't work, so they bring back Jose Valverde, and then he starts playing well, but then he's blown up in the last eight games and home runs and runs like crazy so they might have their setup man be their closer but he's a really good setup man in Joaquin Benoit and it's like try and sign anybody else or pick up someone you else? gotta think of the trade deadline but yeah. you know that's we're talking about it five weeks away maybe yeah I don't know so <laughs> they gotta sort that out if they're gonna have any World Series aspirations like we were thinking at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. Anything else? Um, it's just, you know, waiting for these playoffs uh, series and, you know, seasons to wrap up. Um, I was trying to think of some, like, really obscure sport. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, hey, did you, uh, did you see the cricket match? Other that um, badminton, yes. <laughs> oh, I think that's that's a good sign that we gotta <laughs> wrap things up here and get back to playing Animal Crossing New Leaf. Oh yeah, that's nothing it just, to do with sports. I haven't played it for like a few days. Oh no! Whoa, my town is just blown up. <laughs> Covered in weeds. You gotta take care of those digging for artifacts and breaking mm-hmm. the rocks. I'm in all, the process of all paying. them projects are gonna not get completed. It's been raining like the past three days in my town, so 
I finally caught a coelacanth. You catch like those really cool fish. Yeah, I finally caught the coelacanth today, and I've, there are just more sharks, so I've been catching those. Yes. So I start the uh, the reset center public works project because mm-hmm. apparently like, the citizens are all like, "You need to do more of those." I'm like, "I just got a bridge. What do you want? Get off my back!" <laughs> and now I just I put down the loan for the second level of my house. Oh. It's like that'll be two hundred ninety-eight thousand bells. Yeah, if you if they said something like if you calculate them all, add them all together, all the loans that you'll pay, it's like um, I think it's like seven point seven million. That's not surprising at all. I mean, the reset center is three hundred sixty-eight thousand bells, and I'm, I brought it down to two hundred thousand. Don't you have to like accidentally turn your game off for that? Uh, you accidentally do that, and Mr. Rossetti pops up, but then you can. But like, he doesn't I- do anything in this game. No, like he's like, oh, well, they didn't want me in this game, but then you can buy a reset center. I don't know what that does, but if it's that expensive, like I I don't think I don't think it does anything. I think it just gives you access to his portrait. Oh, yep. Shows what I know for my first (laughs) Animal Crossing game. They didn't even play sports in that. It's a life. It's a life eater game, folks. There you go. This is not your. This is not your Madden. You're mad, and this is your. And then oh I my gosh! The, I have to play every and day. And I put the early bird, you know, uh, town. That would work for on. you because your it sleep totally schedule. does work. Though I mean, the days you're really missing start. out on that bell boom. I that know. Is the I am. Best. I know. It's amazing. It makes so much money. I might have to switch to that. Every time I think of pain and bells, I, I think of pain and gum. So every time I see those commercials, I'm like, oh, why doesn't someone pay me in bell? <laughs> Pretty much. Well, there's no sports in Animal Crossing, so we might as well. There should be. Up. There should be. You know, those those. I'm going to renovate the football stadium. <laughs> those mini games on the island where you win medals. Sports medals, there's there's something. Oh my there. gosh, I I definitely want to send that idea in and be like, you need you need like a a college town or something. Like you need to build a stadium. You need a that'd be awesome. Right then, with so, that, <laughs> this episode of Down the Sidelines. With that, I'm Peter, and I'm Joel, and we hope you enjoy the week in sports. Have a good one.